This episode is sponsored by Auxilio Partners. Our calling is freeing you to pursue your call to plant. Find out how at auxilio.partners slash five points. So John, one of the things that we discuss quite often on this church plans, best practices as pastors and church planters, best practices for church plants in particular. And, and that's important. It's good, good to know. What about in marriage? What are best practices for you and your wife, Marty? What have you guys tried to maintain? What has been helpful over the years? Well, that's, that's always convicting. Um, first, the part of uh, are you and your wife actually doing the best practices that you espouse? Uh, um, my wife is quick to say, hey, you're the counselor and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. I'm like, yeah, I know. Thank, thank you for that encouragement. Um, you know, um, but, you know, we we uh, you really it, it's so essential because in any any Christian marriage, Let's start with the fact that we know we're under assault uh, all the time by Satan, by this world, by our own sinful hearts, by our own our own selfishness. I mean, we're marriages struggle all the time for real reasons, not just because uh, couples uh, aren't trying or or they don't they don't want to have healthy marriages. We we have to fight for our marriage. Um, and so, you know, when I think of best practice, I think, what are we doing that truly communicates we're fighting for our marriage? Uh, we're fighting against our own sinful tendencies, and we're fighting against uh, a, a world, a devil, and, and indwelling sin that just want to divide and, and don't want to be unified. Uh, because, you know, so many of our uh, ministries uh, fail, uh, starting with our marriage failing, not not on personal uh, first. So all that to say, um, the top on the list is has become known far and wide um, as the Quasney rule of communication. Uh, <laughs> I stole it from somebody years ago. I can't even remember. So it's really unfair to call it the Quasney rule, but we have adopted it as our rule uh, of, of life uh, in our marriage. And the Quasney rule of communication um, is simple. It starts with uh, um, uh, a number of hours we must talk every week. No uh, excuses. And and to, to have a healthy marriage, the quasi rule of communication is 12 to 15 hours a week. That's the range. Uh, whenever I tell couples that, they look at me like, you've got to be kidding. 12 to 15 hours, there is no way. We hardly see each other 12 to 15 mm -hmm. hours a week. Right. And so I have to walk them through what, why that practice is important, why it's the lifeblood of the marriage, why you read the research and the statistics of how many marriages have very little communication. And what I mean by that is not just communication, but conversation. So this is 12, not the business talk like we, we talked about earlier, but the, uh, the, the conversation, you got to find 12 to 15 hours, which, which makes an effort. Um, I mentioned in, in an earlier question, uh, you know, this uh, going to bed at the same time and getting up at the same time. Well, 
one of the purposes is so you can have some of the the clock can start ticking on those conversation pockets, right? If I'm getting up in the morning, now I Marty and I can have 30 minutes of conversation while we're getting dressed, while while we're, you know, walking around the bedroom, while we're checking in for the day. We we can have an hour of conversation before bed. And if you do that every day, you can get to 12 to 15 hours. Even though we we've uh had our marriage with eight children. Um, we're, we always have people to talk to, but we have to prioritize each other. And if we don't stay connected in conversation, we're going to lose each other. It's just that simple. And, you know, easy comparisons with our relationship with the Lord, you know, what happens when you stop reading, reading the word and stop praying, you cut off communication with God essentially. Right. And what happens to your Christian life? Nothing good. <laughs> Same with marriage. Uh, communication is is the tether. So you've got to have 12 to 15 hour Kwasney rule. We audit ourselves regularly. We bring in an auditor uh, from <laughs> and say, are we maintaining 12 to 15 <laughs> hours a week? Uh, the second one on my list of best practices is shared vision. Shared vision uh, for life, but shared vision for marriage. Um we we early on kind of renewed a yearly vision statement. Um, you know, I'm a mission statement kind of guy, even at church. Uh, sadly, we kind of set mission statements and then forget them. Uh, we we don't look at them. We don't we don't uh, press them through all that we do in ministry. And the same goes for marriage. If we don't press a vision for what is what is our marriage supposed to be, what is our family supposed to look like? What is what is the role of ministry in our marriage? Um, sharing the vision keeps us on the same page, and that keeps that unity and intimacy like none other because we're the team. It's us. We've signed on to this vision. If you don't renew that vision, if you don't talk about it regularly throughout the years, you, you shouldn't be surprised that maybe people are veering off that vision as a couple, that one person has a different idea of how life should be by now, or what my marriage should look like by this year. Um, and so my wife is really good at much better than I am. She'll remind me of like, we haven't sat down and talked about our mission. And I think we're off mission a little bit like, okay, mm. let's talk about it. I don't like those conversations necessarily because <laughs> as a spiritual leader, I feel a little insulted, right? When like, you know, you're not leading well is kind of what she's saying. And I don't like to, to hear that, but she's right, right? I, I have to, we have to get together and what's, what's our vision? What's our, what's our mission? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we've, we've extended the rule to, to dating and future, future uh, spouses. Um, mm. And it's been not sorry to interrupt, but it's, gosh, that's been, it seems like, it seems like such an easy thing to understand. Um, but it's a concept that's not carried out very well. And it's been really helpful for me as a parent. Um, and, you know, sadly, I probably haven't done as a good a job in terms of marriage, but uh, it's a very helpful, practical principle. Yeah. And, 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 you know, some people with that one have questioned me of like, what do you talk about for 12 to 15 hours? And, <laughs> and, and that's kind of telling, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's like, right. 
because business meetings don't take long, you know, and again, that's why most communication is text between couples these days, sadly, like they, they can, they can get a lot done by text. It's like, yeah, it, you know, if you really designate the time, if you build the time, the conversation will come and you will find a whole lot of things to talk about uh, that you didn't realize you needed to talk about. From there, I would say um, kind of something I, I mentioned um, previously uh, on a different question, um, that we make sure that we're treating ministry as ours, not yours and mine. Um, you know, my wife is now got a new title at Johnny and Friends International. And that's uh, regional operations director over Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Louisiana, uh, mem up to Memphis and over to uh, Florida even now. Um, and her, her ministry has only expanded over the years from a very simple start of special needs ministry at our church to uh, this uh, mega large Johnny and Friends effort. So it's really easy. Uh, and, and of course, you, you listed some of the things I do. I, I have a lot of things uh, that I do in ministry. Um, and it's so easy for couples in ministry to think yours and mine. Um, this is my ministry and that's your ministry. And, and so for us, we, again, are not just the team. Um, we're the team in ministry. She helps me in my ministry, mine, the Lord's, but mine, you understand what I mean. And, um, I help her with Johnny and friends uh, and to the point that there are people that think, especially at Johnny and friends camps in the summer that I work for Johnny and friends. Like you, <laughs> I've had to explain to people like, nope, don't work for Johnny and friends. I work for my wife. I work with my wife. <laughs> I I want to see her grow in ministry. And I never want, we never want to communicate, you know, uh, that's yours. I don't want to hear about it, or I don't want to help you with it. You fix it. It's your problem, your staff. And she, she doesn't need, I don't need to hear that from her either. When I share things going on in the church, like, Hey, that's your ministry or, Hey, that's, you know, what you're working on. I don't need to hear it. Now, of course, again, back to the 12 to 15 hours. Now we're talking about we got to have time. We got to make time because, you know, full disclosure, there are times where I think most of our 12 to 15 hours is talking about Johnny and friends and not a whole lot about one story ministries or pear orchard or the things I, I'm doing. Well, that's self-centered on my side. I've got to say, so what? So what if that's what we spend a lot of time at this juncture is, but my wife has, you know, uh, responded when I've said, Hey, can we just kind of not talk about that problem, but talk about mine tonight, <laughs> you know? And, and again, we remind each other that if we're in, you know, we're in this together, we must be emotionally, mentally, spiritually all in on both efforts, all efforts. And it, it's what we do together. Let me, let me ask you just a, a follow-up to that, just yeah. maybe you could help, because I think this would be a question that many listening to that, because I think the, you know, quasi-rule of communication and and the hours, you know, uh, not mine kind of dynamic are things that we would relate to. The question is, I mean, as you and Marty wrestle through this, how much do y'all try to guard, how much communication do y'all try to guard um, in that kind of shared vision dynamic that is that is really about 
personal care as opposed to constantly it always being some kind of ministerial conversation how do you how do y'all navigate the distinction between personal communication marital communication intimacy and and ministry not you know taking up every part of your 12 to 15 hours (laughs) uh it's a great question i I would probably say um not very well sometimes Uh, (laughs) you know ministry (laughs) ministry the job can dominate And then quite honestly, periods of time, kids dominate. Sometimes I get tired of talking about the same kids problem every time. Like, do we have to talk about her again? (laughs) uh, uh, And so the balance. Yeah. I I think the reality is sometimes it's easier to talk about ministry than to talk personally about Mm -hmm. my own heart and about my own struggle and my own need for you. And to look at my wife and say, I just need you. You know, I just need you to, to listen to me, to, to talk with me, to talk about my own heart. Um, so point taken that if we if we get too consumed um, with the job, with the business, with other people, even right. We're just talking about other people all the time. Other that person, this person or again, applying that to kids. We're just talking about kids all the time. We are going to lose us. And and so I don't have any. uh great method of, you know, demarcating time, but you better do it. You better, you better say tonight, you know, and and I I have noticed uh, as, you know, husband, as spiritual head, I I do think it falls upon me uh, because sometimes I think it's, it feels more caring if I just say, Marty, whatever you want to talk about, about, you know, I'm, I'm just here to listen, but there are times I have to lead and say, as important that is, that's that's dominating your mind too much. And she'll admit it. You know, if I if I confront her gently and say it's dominating your heart, you know, what about us? What what about the kids? Even what about family life? Um, I think we have to lead in that um, and say we can't just talk about ministry. Or if if the shoes on the other foot, that you as a husband are coming home every night, and you know the first hour is just everything in your day and you're not listening to your wife and what she's going through, then we air there as well. Well, I would say another one, uh, which is related, um, and probably ties all this together is we are, we, we want to talk about, everything we're going through in our ministry. Um, and, and let me clarify, we don't break confidences. So it's not like I'm coming home talking about every counseling case and what someone said. But when you truly hold your one flesh relationship, um, we we must act that way. And we must share, sharing the ministry means I've got to take, uh, I've got to welcome you in. And, and, and what I mean specifically is that I've also got to welcome you in to help me solve some of the issues going in in my world, you know. And uh, uh, let's put it outside of ministry for a minute. I, I meet, I meet with plenty of couples that maybe the the husband's an accountant or a lawyer or whatever, and and, and he sits there and he says, and when I talk about shared vision and shared life, he's like, well, my wife does doesn't even understand what I do, and how can she help me? solve this issue with a staff member or uh, an employee or my boss or whatever. I'm like, she can help. You've got to share, you know, and, and some pastors can be that way too. 
treating their job as she doesn't get it. She doesn't get all the technicalities of people I'm dealing with and their personalities and the issues or uh, welcome her in, right? Welcome her into the conversation. And so it's really been our principle that we are going to talk about everything. Uh, again, not letting it dominate all of our 12, 15 hours, but mm -hmm. saying you, you're welcome to correct me to give me insight, to give me input, to give me help in this area. No, that's, and that's hard because, yeah. you know, you, the insight and the correction, because our default mode is that we want to be our own God right, right. is, is a church planner for me. Um, that's been, it's always been a great struggle. Why can, you know, some elders or some pastor friends point things out and I, I i take it to heart and i dwell on it and i pray about it and i think about you know that, that's that's a good point and i need to correct myself or i need to prove in that area and then when my wife does it it's i'm so defensive um, mm -hmm. i'm just so quick to be defensive and I, again i know that's a heart issue but um and so early on in, in church planning i just I did what you're saying not to do. I just kept a lot from her because I didn't want to be corrected. Hmm. And I found, you know, hopefully I've, it would a just come a bit more wisdom. I found that whether I like it or not, she needs to know more because she has a, an insight into me that other people just simply don't have that helps me know how to better shepherd and lead this church. Yeah, I, I would I'd say similarly, I, 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 you know, John, I think these are things that we talked about with y'all early on and uh, the disciplines that we've put into our marriage and Emily's had, um, you know, a, a vibrant voice into to ministry for, um, I'm grateful for early counsel um, that we got from y'all in that and, and her role in those things. And, you know, as, as responsibilities grow and expand and those dynamics happen, um, I found that my capacity for managing and doing, dealing with things and, and kind of walking through things, uh, has, has really only been possible because I've, uh, I can run things through her, the regular discipline of that is there. And, um, and that she understands limitations and she can help draw boundaries. She can give insight into direction and, and then vice versa. Um, and um and we can kind of manage the the kind of collective voice of our of, of our lives both in our with our children um which can often be neglected in the in the midst of that um and uh, life and ministry and the, the challenge of that is exactly what you're saying the flip side is um how how far to go and how much to constantly to 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 cause them to shoulder. So there's a sense in which you want to make sure that you're not asking them to bear every uh, everything that you're going through and that the marriage is not consumed entirely with the ministry on both ends um, to the point that y'all don't, you lose your own unique kind of marital voice together and relationship dynamics and ability just to stop sometimes and ask the simple question, how are you doing with the load and with what's going on right now in, in our home and with the kids and with uh, with ministry and the red line through the calendar, right? Um, is it time to put a line? Do we need to slow down a little bit? Where are you? How are you doing? How are you managing our, our big important things? Uh, so you, there is a juggling match there. I think as you, as you, as I was listening to you explain that. 
Yeah. And one of the most convicting things Marty says to me on a regular basis is, hey, I'm your helpmate and you're you're refusing help on this. Yeah. And just like, you know, Heiner said as well, it's like it's I, I can let a whole lot of other people help me, but it's humbling uh, yeah. to have her help. And yet, boy, every insight that she has is pretty much spot on. And why, why do I keep resisting <laughs> being helped? Uh, so uh, one last one I've got on, on this question um, is again, a real practical one for us. And we started this, I don't know, it's been a while. I would say probably the last 10 years. Um, we made a commitment to stop everything, everything, one hour before we actually are determined to go to bed and go to sleep. Let's put it that way. So, uh, for us, um, 10 o'clock, we go to sleep. Like that's just us. Um, some people are getting late. Some people are earlier than that. So obviously that means nine o'clock is the drop dead time. Like everything must stop. Uh, phone calls, texts, uh, it's real hard for Marty because, you know, she's still texting with people in California at nine o'clock that are still still working. Uh, seems very late to me. Um, but we stop. And here's the key. That one hour is is what we call our golden time. It's all us all the time. And so we have to have a shared activity during that time. Um, sometimes and, and I'll say this, too, that's not usually talk time. And I tell you, like, because. Most people like ourselves, we're worn out at nine o'clock, you know, starting a, a deep conversation at nine o'clock probably isn't going to end well um, for us. And so that's not talk time. That's shared. Do something. Um, obviously, um, can be intimate time, uh, but uh, our routine uh, along with that is uh, the beauty of binge watching television shows our shared activity. I don't know how we lived back in the old days where we had to wait a whole week for the next episode of our, our favorite uh, <laughs> show. I, I don't know. How did we survive as a culture? Because now we just back to back and we choose series that have as many seasons as possible. So we know we don't even have to talk about what are we going to do tonight? It's like, Hey, we're on episode 45. Let's go. Um, <laughs> we, and I, again, I give that counsel to a lot of couples and they look at me like, well, we don't like the same shows or we don't like to read together. Or, we don't play a board game. We don't do any, I'm like, you better find something. And for us, we've gone through various things. We have read together. We have yeah. done activities together, but that hour for us at the end of the day is golden because we do rest from all it's our little Sabbath. Right. And it's also reconnect. Um, you know, if we're watching a TV show, you know, my wife will probably want a, a full body massage while she's there to finish her day after shining friends. Like I need to help stress relief. All right. We're watching the show. We can do that. Um, and so doing, you know, some, some people advocate best practice, you know, weekly date nights and whatever. That's great. But this is kind of built in pretty much every night. I, I, we don't really miss a night uh, unless we have something that runs late. Nine o'clock, drop dead, we're together. The, the, the challenge is to put away that phone, you know, for sure. But that's our hour. Yeah. Well, John, this has been very helpful and encouraging, while at the same time, really soul-searching on some level as well. What 
what areas do I need to improve and strengthen in my marriage? And, um, and, and really as a pastor, how can I help and encourage the marriages in our church plant? Um, it's something that's been rattling around in my head um, as well, uh, which would certainly begin with praying for them more. But um, we are so grateful that you joined us and we just really appreciate you taking the time to join the Five Points podcast, and you've been a blessing to me. Yeah, John, thank you um, uh, so much. I'll, I'll just mimic Hunter's words. Uh, your ministry to, to 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 me and to my family uh, has been a uh, uh, just an overwhelmingly helpful one. One that's uh, really hard to to measure. Um, we we still use the the quasi rule of communication. Uh, we talk about it regularly. Um, it's actually reality. We we call each other throughout the day, and you know those are things that you've talked about logging all of those times, making sure there's meaningful conversation, not just business, but when you're calling in to check in and just see what's going on, or how are you doing, or when she's having a hard time with something at the house, or you got something in ministry you're just struggling with, and you call and check in. Uh, we do those several times throughout the day. It's so much so that there's times when I look at her like. Hey, look, today's kind of sermon writing day and the third phone conversation is officially throwing my brain off. So uh, could you give me till five? <laughs> and, it, you know, sometimes it's drawing <laughs> boundaries around it. So, you know, so much of y'all's ministry has had a, a profound uh, effect on us. We're so grateful for it. Thank you for taking the time today uh, to be with us and to share some of your uh, insight and wisdom to our to our listeners. Well, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Well, again, it's been a delight to have you on uh, on this episode of uh, Five Points uh, Church Planning Podcast. Uh, again, we've been so glad to have John Quasney with us today and hope uh, your time with us has been a helpful one, and we look forward to seeing you next time. That's the last word for now. You can reach us with comments or questions on Twitter or Facebook at Five Points Planting or by email at reformplanting at gmail.com. See y'all next time. Five Points Church Planting is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters.